Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hello, friends. Oh my goodness. Today is our 20th episode. It feels like yesterday that I started this show and we are almost at 3,000 downloads. Maybe by the time this episode hits your ears, we will have crossed that mark. And that is to say that I want to say thank you for tuning in every week and for letting me know how much you're enjoying the show. Before we dive into today's episode, I do want to make sure that you enter yourself in the first passionate and prosperous giveaway. Two things you should know about me. I love having special coffee mugs to drink my morning coffee out of, and I love affirmations. So what could be better than an affirmation coffee mug? That's why I had to have a passionate and prosperous affirmation mug, and I had it made not only for myself, but for you. They say, I am living my most passionate and prosperous life, and they are gorgeous. They're beautiful, gradient, purple, magenta, and red, and they have gold handles and gold rims. I mean, they are sexy. Don't you want one? All you have to do is go to www.stacybrassrussell.com forward slash PP giveaway and enter your name and email address. That's stacybrassrussell.com forward slash PP giveaway. And it's also in the show notes. We're taking entries for all of March. And on March 30th, I'm going to do a drawing and announce the winner. So just imagine yourself drinking your coffee out of this sexy mug and thinking, I am living my most passionate and prosperous life every single day. So I'm not promoting this anywhere other than on the episodes because this is only for listeners of the show. And with that, kick back and enjoy episode 20 of Passionate and Prosperous. Hello and welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So today we are going to be talking about phases of business. So why did I feel like we should talk about phases of business? Well, as you know, pretty much everything that I decide to bring to the show comes out of conversations that I'm having, whether they're with my clients or just with other people or things that I see. You know, I always say, I'm out there just like we should be if we have a if we have a, a, a business, right? And I'm on social media, whatever, and I see the struggles that 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 people might post in in some Facebook group or whatever. So between all of those things, I get a pretty good idea between, you know, like I said, my own client conversations and stuff that I'm just kind of hearing on the street, we'll call it the proverbial street. Um, and I kind of get a good idea of 
what I think would be helpful, right? So a lot of times I get feedback from from people that are listening, from you all, which I love, just so you know. I always like to say, please don't ever hesitate to shoot me an email or send me a message because I really do love it so much. But anyway, I do get messages and, and, and people say things like, you know, oh, you know, it's like you're in my head, you know? And the reason why I think that happens is because I do try to kind of, you know, listen to what's going on out there and then try to present things in a way that may help calm your brain, you know, because that's such an important thing, right? First and foremost, before the strategy, before the business stuff, before like anything that has to do with how to create content or how to get people to sign up for things, so much of it has to do with first you being able to work with your brain, right? You need your brain to to be your ally. And if your brain is constantly questioning and if you're constantly questioning your brain, right? Because that's what's happening. Your brain is doing its thing. It's having having its experience. And then what happens is we question our brain's experience. And then it goes into this crazy loop, this crazy cycle of having an experience and then questioning the experience and assuming that there's something wrong with the experience. And then we get stuck in that loop. So when people use the words like, I'm stuck, which I like to respond by saying, I don't really think there's any such thing as being stuck or we don't want to call ourselves stuck. But when people call themselves stuck, one of the things that I think is happening is what I just described. I think it's the brain is having an experience and then you are questioning the experience of your brain and assuming that it's wrong or bad and then you get stuck in that loop, right? So there's a reality to having a business and there are phases of business. Like we don't start our business at a 10, whatever. Like for today, maybe we'll use the scale, like from one to 10, right? We don't start our businesses at a 10. And when we begin our businesses, our goal at the beginning can't be to get to 10, right? We can't start from zero and then expect 10 to be the first level that we hit, right? Or the first phase. And yet, somehow we, our brains just, just do their own thing. And it's really hard for us to, to be where we are, right? Be where we are. So there are phases in business, right? And those phases are both physical or tangible, like the stuff that has to do with the structure of your business, whether or not you're, you know, making money, whether or not you have clients, you know, what you do in your business, what the activities are, like that's like the structure. And then there's also the emotional and mental phases that you go through in your business, right? So every phase of your business has the physical, I'll use the word physical in terms of like what I just said, like physical referencing the structure, the activities, the results, right? And then the emotional and the mental. So every phase of business, we have all these things. And I think that from for today, what I'd really like to do is maybe outline, and of course, this is all as per Stacey Brass Russell, right? <laughs> I mean, like when it comes to trying to help break things down, these really esoteric things, um, you know, wh- whoever you're listening to, whether it's me or someone else, you're hearing our point of view. I mean, that's the whole point of having the show, you know, is so I can share with you what I know, 
you know, some of it is 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 just the way it is, right? It's not that I made it up. And some of it is through my experience. Some of it is my perspective. And some of it, right, what I teach you is how I have created ways to break things down, explain and teach things. That's what makes me a teacher to someone else so that they can understand it better, have a better experience, right? So that's what you're getting when you listen to any coach or any whatever you want to call it. I, I, I you know, thought leader, <laughs> like I'm a thought leader, you know, but when you listen to anyone who's sort of like sharing their own thing, it's like, a, it, it's a combination of all of that, right? So through my lens, I thought it would be helpful to share with you what I think are the phases of business and hopefully help you get out of the confusion about what should be happening in your business and how it should be feeling, right? Or how we should be feeling versus, right? What is really happening in your business and what you are feeling. And rather than worrying that you should be experiencing, feeling, or thinking something else, maybe I'm going to help you to be okay with what you're experiencing, thinking, and feeling. Because wouldn't it be so much better to have your thoughts and feelings and experience and at the same time, genuinely be thinking, and this is okay, and I'm right where I should be, right? Even if it's like uncomfortable, even if it doesn't feel perfect. There's a huge difference between being in an experience that may feel uncomfortable or may not feel, you know, easy, whatever we want to call it, and actually thinking that that's okay versus thinking that it's not okay, right? So when we have an idea of how things should be, or we think things should be a certain way, which just want to say very often we make up, <laughs> we, we just make it up, right? I'll often say to someone, well, why do you think it should be that way? Like what, what lets you know that, you know? And then very often they don't have an answer, right? So we do that to ourselves, right? So we make up a way things should be, right? What should be happening in our business, how it should be feeling, blah, blah, blah. And then when they're not like that, we immediately then conclude that things are not going well, they're not right, we're not where we should be, right? And so very often in my conversations with people, I spend a lot of time pointing out to them that what they're experiencing is actually on par with where they are in their business, okay? And then the truth is that most people want to be experiencing something further along than they are. And that makes sense. I get like that. We all get like that. Why? Because when we set out to do what we're doing, when we set out to create, when we set out to have a business, when we set out to be passionate and prosperous, you know, people that have lives and businesses that feel like they are in alignment with how we want to be showing up in the world and the work we want to be doing, right? We have big goals and we have big visions and we know what we ultimately want to create. And then we want it now. And we think that the actions that we're taking right now are going to directly lead to those bigger results. And it's really hard to tolerate that gap, the gap in between knowing what you want, taking action on it, and then and then possibly having to realize that there's, there's a big time span that it may take to get where you ultimately want to go. And so one of the really important things is that we know what the smaller 
you know, goals are, or sometimes I use KPI, key performance indicators. Like we have to know how, how we're going to get to the big thing. And so today I'm going to be talking about this in one particular way, which is about phases or stages, like phases of your, of your business, right? So I can't tell you how many calls I've had, for example, discovery calls with potential clients and we're on the call and they don't have clients yet, right? They don't have clients yet, which already lets me know something, right? Like if you're a coach or you're a, you know, a some sort of a service provider and you call me and the first thing I find out is that you don't have any paying clients because I'm an expert, I'm going to know that there are certain things that you don't have in place. You probably don't have a niche. You might not know your messaging. You might not be taking the actions that create clients. I mean, there's a bazillion things that could be happening. And so, and I hear this all the time. I just want you to know. So I'll get on the phone with someone. And the first thing they'll ask me is if I think that they can create five paying clients within the next two months. And this is like one of the ways they're going to think of, you know, whether or not it's going to be worth investing with a coach, right? It's almost like they don't even want to make the investment with a coach unless they know that the investment is going to be paid back in two months with paying clients. And, you know, of course I want to say yes, like not because I want them to, you know, invest with me and and falsely tell them that they're going to get their money back, but because I want them to have clients. Like, like that's, the, that's the number one thing I want. The number one thing I want for anybody who comes to work with me is that they have what they want. And so not everyone that comes to me is for business. I do have some life coaching clients who want to be better leaders or want to, you know, so they still have results that they want, but they're not necessarily like dollar amounts, you know, or number of clients. So I have a number of people that don't necessarily want those outcomes. But then I've got a lot of clients that want revenue and, and clients. They want clients and money. And that's, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> if you're, if you're a coach or a service provider, that would be the thing that you want, right? Is clients and money. Um, but can I tell you that you can have two or five paying clients within the next two months if you're on a first phone call with me and you have no clients? Well, I'm pretty smart and I pretty much know that it probably will take longer for you to get five clients than two months. Now, do I think you could get like one client? Because I believe that there's always somebody within like one or two degrees from you that's waiting to be your client, I actually do believe that. So I know that any single human being that wants to have a client can create a client from their existing pool of people. I know that 100%. You might not know how that happens, which is why you might have to work with a coach, but it can happen. But five paying clients next two months, I, I can't make that promise, right? Just like I can't promise somebody that they're going to make six figures from working with me. Just like I can't promise somebody that they're going to have, um, you know, freedom, time freedom and have to work less within six months of working with me. Just like I can't guarantee that someone's going to have you know, a really robust client creation system like happening in a short amount of time, but right? So all of those things are possible, 
but are are they all possible as like the very first goal of your business? But no, because you're because there are phases that we have to go through, and every phase that we go through has physical steps and, and stuff that has to kind of come into place, and then the mental and emotional stuff that has to match it, right? Because every single time we do something new or every single time we make a change, right? And change doesn't only look like, you know, moving, (laughs) like moving your house or quitting your job or, you know, doing something drastic. Like change is not only drastic. Although when I first started my coaching practice, to be perfectly honest with you, I really was focusing on that. Like I, because that's my experience, right? Radical change and all of the people, a lot of the people in my life, a lot of my friends, a lot of the people around me either were also experiencing radical change, but struggling to manage it or were really not happy with their current experience. And in order to fix that, It would require making what could feel like a radical change. And very often people are not willing to do that, right? So very, and this is what started my whole coaching practice was knowing that many people would like something different. Many, many people would like a different experience, but when it comes to what they would have to do to change their experience, and I'm not just talking about like losing a few pounds, okay? I'm talking about like changing, like quitting a job to do what you love or leaving a relationship because you're freaking miserable or, you know, believing that you can, that you would be able to make your own money, you know, things like that, like big, big things that that feel impossible and that make people stay where they where they where they are even though it's not where they want to be. So that was kind of how I started my business, but as I've evolved, I actually really do see that it's any level, any scale of change and change can also mean just literally doing something new and different. That's a change. You not just doing things the way you've always done it or staying where you are or doing things the way you know, anything else, especially when there's a learning curve, right? When you feel that you don't know how to do something that you want to do, in order for you to do that thing, it's going to feel like change because it's going to feel like you're you're ha- you're going to have to change the way you think or change the way you behave or change the way you act. You're you're that's just what it is. So any time that we want to up level, any time that we want to do something new, any time we want to, you know, bring in something greater, increase, increase our results, increase our impact, increase what we, you know, what we are getting, it's going to feel like change. And change is always going to have some shit that comes along with it. And then when you integrate into that new change, the next time you want to have something new, you're going to go through that same process again. It's just going to be slightly different. So your phases of business or knowing that there are phases in business that that keep happening in order for you to get to that big end result, whatever that is for you, right? Not everybody has the same end goal, 
for their life and business. We all want different stuff. And you've heard me talk about this a million times, right? We all decide what our version of a passionate and prosperous life and business is. So, you know, again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Some people making a couple of dollars is is all they want. They just want to get paid for the they just want to know that someone will pay for their service. They're not doing it because they need it to support themselves. They're not doing it because, you know, they're 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 trying to like you know, do big things or whatever. The financial goal isn't a big deal to them. Okay. There are people like that. I work with them. And then we go to the whole other end of the spectrum. Some people want to make six figures. Some people want to make multiple six figures. Some people want a seven figure business, right? So whatever that is for you doesn't matter. Meaning this still will apply to you at your level and and wherever you want to be. But no matter what the level is, these phases are a real thing. And you're going to have to go through the phases in order to get where you want to go. You can't skip the phases. All right. So hopefully this is sounding exciting to you. And I think you're going to leave today's show with a really great perspective on like feeling like calm about where you are, you know, and feeling, feeling, um, you know, like in alignment with where you are and having a better sense of like what you may need to be thinking about or doing if you have an idea that you want to be in a different phase, right? Let's say the phase you're in is not the phase that you want to be in. You want to be in the next phase. At least after today, I think you're going to have a better idea of like why, like why you're not yet or what you need to do to get there. Okay. All right. So, and remember, I already said, this is like, as per Stacey Brass Russell, that is me, right? Um, this is not the law. This didn't, I didn't get this out of some business book, right? This is just the way I operate. And this helps me and, and it helps my clients. So hopefully it's going to help you. Okay. So I think of the, the, the phases of our business as four phases. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to tell you what they are right now. And then I'm going to start breaking stuff down. So phase one, I call it the builder phase. Builder, like you're the builder, right? Or the building phase. Okay, then phase two, I call the grower phase or the growing phase, right? So you're the grower in phase two. And then phase three is the scaling phase. So you're the scaler in phase three. And then phase four, I call the generator phase, right? Or, or, you know, you're the generator or the generating phase. So here's the thing. Each of these stages of business can be stepping stones to the next. Like it, it could be a way for you to actually envision what needs to happen for you to get to like big, right? Like if you're like, I want to be big, then this is a way for you to see the stepping stones, right? Or how you have to kind of complete and integrate into each phase before you can get to the next one. Or each of these phases can be destinations themselves. So you don't ever have to want to be more than a builder, right? If you go through the building phase and then you get into, like you integrate into that and it's like rock solid and you're like, I love it here. Awesome. Then you're a builder and that's just where you stay, right? But if you have big ideas for for more, right? If you want more, you would want to go bigger. 
then what you need to know from today is that hopefully you're going to see how you do need to get to that integrated phase or stage for each phase before you jump to the next one. And I think that this is where a lot of, of, of entrepreneurs and coaches, to be honest with you, fuck up. I, I, first of all, it messes with your own mindset. If you don't like, if you don't understand the phases, it's going to drive you crazy because you're constantly going to be wondering why you're not where you think you should be or where you want to be or whatever. And right. It also rushes things. And so you don't establish certain important things that need to be in place before you go to another level. Because when you go to that other level without those things where you try, you're like shaky, right? It's not sustainable. It doesn't, you know, it's, it doesn't feel like you're in control of your results. So in order to feel like you're in control of the results, as you want to do more things, do bigger things, whatever, you have to be firmly established, firmly rooted in the phase that leads to where you're going so that it becomes your foundation, It becomes your, like your rock solid, you know, base. It becomes what you can fall back on, right? So let's say you try to do something new and big in your business and mm, like it doesn't go perfect, whatever. You don't get as many people as you want. It, uh, it, I don't know, like all the different things. I don't like to say that things fail or, or go terribly wrong, but like, let's say you try something and you don't necessarily get the outcome that you wanted. Well, if you have a solid foundation from the previous phase, that's always going to be there for you. But if you tried to jump forward and do things at another phase without being solid in the phase before and things don't go out, don't go exactly as you thought, you've got nowhere. To, it's Then you it feels like you're going back to square one, right? But if you had made, if you had made it to square one, four or five really solidly, and then on your way to square eight, you have a little trip, you're only falling back to to, to square five, not square one, all right? So the phases either exist on their own as destinations or they're stepping stones one to the next, okay? All right, and then what happens with each phase is you really nail it and you get into like an integrated flow in that phase. And that's when you know that if you want to go to the next phase, you can. All right. Oh, I'm feeling so excited. I hope you can feel it. I hope you're excited. Okay. So phase one is always the builder phase, right? Building always, because it's literally where you are when you start your business. (laughs) So you can't start a business unless somebody like sells you an existing business, right? Unless you buy someone's business and you buy their clients and whatever, right? If you're starting your own business, you're always in phase one and it's always the building phase because that's where you are. And that phase takes you up to the point, takes you up to the point where you have a repeatable system in place for creating one-on-one clients and revenue. Okay. And once you're in that place and you're in a flow where you feel that you have control, that you know what levers you need to pull when you want to create a client, that you have a, a, a nice basic yellow brick road. Okay, if you if you don't know what I'm referencing, please go to the episode Building Your Yellow Brick Road and listen to that. Okay, you don't have to go right now. You don't have to stop listening to this. But 
you should go listen to Building Your Yellow Brick Road um, episode after this, okay? But in phase one, do you start phase one with your yellow brick road in place? No. You start phase one maybe with like my drawing of a blank yellow brick road. And then when when you get into the integrated flow of phase one and your builder phase is solid, that's when you would have the a, a, a nice basic yellow brick road, meaning you know some you know what actions and activities you do to attract clients, you know what you do to nurture and serve and build your no love and trust, and then you know how to convert people into your Oz offer, into your passionate offer, right? And you might be like, this is great because you know what? When you're in that phase, if that's all you want is that simple frame, you know, that simple structure. The way that you can make more money, just so you know, is you can just raise your price, (laughs) right? Once you've got a steady flow of like, I know how to create one-on-one clients and you just want to make more money, you just have to increase your price, okay? But in phase one, there's also a lot of emotional and mindset stuff that has to be kind of you know, like put in place or that you have to get over. And we're going to go into that after I just outline the phases. Okay. All right. So phase two, the growing phase, the grower phase is when you're firmly established as a builder. So your yellow brick road is established and you, you're in flow, you're integrated, you know what you do, you know what your, you know what your stuff is that you need to do whenever you want to just pull the levers and create clients, right? You're like, you know how you get, how you attract people, whether that's you, that you've really mastered some messaging on social media, um, that you've created content, Whatever that is, whether it's in person, whether it's online, you know, if you want to know more about all this, obviously, you might have to work with me as your coach, um, which is, you know, or take one of my programs or whatever, um, or just keep listening to the podcast because I'm sure I'll outline everything at some point. But you need to, you know, once you know those things, how to attract, how to serve and how to convert, if you desire to go into a more growth oriented period, right? An expansion, right? You would enter into the growing phase. So the growing phase is where is where you might add, you know, a, a program, something where you're working, we call it one to many, a group program or some sort of a course or, you know, something where it's now going to require you to do different activities to get diff- a different outcome that you've desired, something that feels bigger, something that either gives you more opportunity to make more money. Um, it just kind of builds out your services. It, you know, it, 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 it expands upon the suite of what you're offering. Um, it may also be, well, and we're going to go into the specific things, but that's growing, right? So if you were thinking about all of this as like, uh, as like a, as literally building, I want you to think of like builder phase is that architectural first phase where you build the house, right? You build the house. It's got, it's got walls, you know, it eventually has walls and eventually it's got furniture and it's like, it's like a good house. It's like a solid house. It, 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 it works well. You love it being in it, <laughs> right? Okay. And then growing phase right? Might be when you're like, oh, okay, now that we have like our basic uh, awesome house, we're going to like do some stuff. We're going to get, we're going to redecorate something. We're going to renovate the kitchen. Um, We're going to 
you know, we're going to just do, we're going to do some, some cool stuff to just up level, you know, like that's kind of like a growing thing. All right. Phase three, which I like to call the scaling phase, right? Is that you're so established in growth that like growing is now something that like, you know how to do really well. Every time you have an idea to like to, to do, to do something, you can execute it and you can do it. Right. And so then you're like, Ooh, I want to scale. Right. And scaling, if we were going to use the house reference would be like, you're going to build another structure on the property, okay? So, like, builder and grower are, like, with the same house. And then scaling is, like, um, you know, you're going to put a pool in, right? Or you're going to, like, you're going to, like, build something else on the property. Or you're going to buy another property, right? Like, like for us, you know, like, for... Oh, this is so perfect. Like for Christopher and I, we're in like a growing phase in like in our in our literal apartment, right? Like we love our apartment. Um, we've had mostly the same furniture ever since we moved in together for like, you know, 11 years. And then just this year or in the last, you know, I don't know, like five months, we went into a growing phase where we've invested in like getting, you know, new, new things. We bought a piece of art. We bought a new couch where, you know, we bought some rugs. Like we, you know, we've been like sort of like up leveling, but eventually what we want is to have a country house, like a second place, right? Because we live in an apartment in New York City. So like our big dream is to also have another home. So that would be phase three, scaling, right? Is where we now have another place, right? And in your business, we're going to talk more about that in a moment. And then finally, phase four is what I call being a generator, All right. And what a generator is, is where your business becomes an ecosystem of its own. Okay. That's big. Generator is big. All right. Now I'm not saying that as a deterrent. I'm just saying like, I like to break this down this way because it helps me think about my own business, right? Helps me think about my own business and what I need to do and how I need to be thinking in order to move to the different phases or how I prepare to move into the phases because I'm preparing for phase three for myself and my business. And so I have a really good idea of what it's going to take and what I need to be doing to prepare and how, where, what I need to be rooted in, in order to make that successful. Okay. And then phase four is is literally like, to me, it's seven figure business. Like that, that's just for me. I mean, we all, you know, like when you hear about the different phases, when I break it down even more, you'll decide for yourself. Maybe you don't even care about generator phase. Like maybe you're like, yeah, I don't need that. Like I just want to grow a little and then I'm going to like hang out and grow. I'm going to hang out there. I'm going to, I'm going to expand a little. I'm going to put a couple of more things, you know, in place on my yellow brick road. And then I'm good. I just want something that feels like I know what I'm doing and that I know how I can generate the kind of revenue I want. And once I get that, I'm going to be happy, right? So again, these phases don't have to be that you're aiming for everything. The phases can be stepping stones or they can be destinations, right? So what I want to talk about here is that in every single phase, at any time of your business, no matter where you are, there are always going to be a few things that are true. So number one, there's always going to be experimenting that has to be done. You're never going to get away or be able to get away from 
the the fact that like there's always going to be a feeling of that you have to do experiments in order to collect data. That's what an experiment is, right? An experiment is is we're going to do this so that we can get more information, <laughs> right? And then we're going to use that information to keep going, right? To get our outcomes, our results, or figure stuff out, okay? So in every one of these phases, that never ends. So one of the things that I think is a, a common misperception is the idea that um, feeling like you're experimenting ends and that that's how you know you're doing a good job or that's how you know, you know, that's when you can feel good about your business. And I'm like, nope, not true. Like each phase brings with it, with itself a degree of experimenting. Every time you want to up-level, every time you want to do something new and different, you have to be willing to experiment because if, if, if you already knew how to do it, right? If you already had all the data and, and it's not someone else's data, I can share with you all the things that I know and that I've learned from other people that are further along than me. I can tell you all kinds of things like, oh, yes, you know, a really good open rate um, on your email list is, you know, anything from 20 to 30 percent, you know, because like a lot of people don't know that. Right. They start an email list and they start sending out emails or, you know, and no one opens, you know, they only get 20 percent open and they're all disappointed and feeling shitty. And then I come along, this makes me so happy. And I'm like, no, 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 20 to 30% is like considered a really good open rate. And that changes everything. Immediately, the person is like, oh my God, I'm doing so well. So you see, it's so much perspective. But the point is that in order to know that for yourself, though, in order to find out that stuff, it's all experimentation. That, so I gave you someone else's data. I'm like, yo, people say that a good open rate is 20, 30%. That's data that someone else collected. But in your own business, there's also going to be data that you need to collect about your own business. So there's always going to be feeling of experiment. What works? What didn't work? What got good outcomes? What got less good outcomes? What You, you know what I mean? Like there's always going to be that in every phase. Okay. The other thing that's always going to be in every phase is feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> in order to to... to to get into an integrated flow state in any given phase, when you decide to up-level, right? When you decide to, first of all, be a builder to begin with, being a builder in the beginning of your business, here's what it feels like. Uncomfortable, risky, experimental, um, you, like you don't know what you're doing. You're constantly thinking you don't know. You're worried, you, you know, and I'm going to go into more of that in a moment, right? But guess what? The minute you you feel good about your builder phase and you're like, now I want to go to grow phase, phase two. You're going to have all the same feelings again. They might just be about slightly different things, but they're going to come right back. So, so these are things to know about business so that instead of thinking that it's bad, instead of thinking that there's something wrong with you, instead of thinking that it's not going well, <clears throat> right? When you're having these feelings of like uncomfortableness and fear, and you're like, I don't know if I can go any bigger. What if nobody wants to come with me? What if nobody wants this new thing I'm offering? Everybody likes the first thing I'm offering. That's going really well. But what if they don't want this new thing? What I mean, like, if you knew that that was basically what you were going to have to go through and, and someone was saying to you like, yep, that's, that's, that's right, you may feel better about it. But instead, what I hear is so many 
of you or people having those thoughts and thinking that that's wrong or not liking it, which I understand. Like nobody wants to feel uncomfortable or have self-doubt. But it's just comes, it's like, it comes with the territory and that's why you have to do the mindset stuff, right? In order to do these, these, these scalings. So, or in order to grow or go up level. So again, the things that are always going to be there are experimentation, some degree of feeling uncomfortable, right? And something that I call the squeeze. And the squeeze is what inevitably has to happen when you're moving from one level to the next and you're just about to integrate. You're just about to nail it. You're just about to solidify that new level. Right before that, you experience what I call the squeeze. And the squeeze is when you're using every cell and every every intellectual cell, every mental and emotional cell, and it feels like every physical cell, and you're doing things that you, that are uncomfortable, and you're investing, and you're having to like step into another role of leadership, and, and, and it's all happening. You're like launching something, or you're doing it, and it just feels like, oh my God, this is so intense. And then as soon as you get through the squeeze, ah, there you are. You're in the flow state of that phase. And now you're in that phase. And now you can repeat that phase. And you can do the activities that that are in that phase. And you can keep getting better and better at them. Because you did them for the first time. And now you know what to do. And now you can keep doing it. You can even perfect it a little bit. You with me? This is where I always feel like, oh man, I wish that I was that I was on Zoom with you guys so I could see your face. But but I get it. Like this is just a totally different situation. And I love, I actually love the idea of you walking your dog and listening to this. So, um, or going on the treadmill or making dinner or whatever. So I love that too. For purely selfish reasons, I wish I could see if, if I could see your face because that's also how I often know if like people are like following what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's one of the weird things about podcasting is you're like, I don't know. I don't know if everybody's following what I'm saying. So I think you are though. I'm going to go with that you are. So Okay, so that's what happens in any phase. And now I'm going to go a little more into detail about these phases so that you can really like like kind of feel in to not only the physical stuff about the phase, but also the mental and emotional stuff. All right. So when you're in phase one, when you're a builder, when you're in the building phase, the things that are going to come up. And the things that you need, this is what I'm going to say about each phase, the things that you need to manage or conquer, the things that you need to work on so that they're no longer a problem, okay? So now what we're going to be talking about is with each phase comes problems, problems that you need to solve, problems that come from your own mind. (laughs) Okay. There are also problems that have to do with like problem solving new things in the business. But the main thing that we're talking about here is problems that are going to be about who you're being and about the way that you're thinking. Because with every level of growth and expansion, you have to be strong enough to make it to the next level. 
And the courage and the confidence and the resilience and the strength, it builds in each level. Oh my God, I have a, I have a sourdough reference for you. Um, so around the holidays, I did an episode on, on, you know, what sourdough baking teaches us about entrepreneurship, but I just have to tell you this because this is so relevant. Okay. So, um, I made sourdough this weekend and sourdough takes a really long time. Um, and if you do, if you take any tutorials or you listen to anyone who, who, you know, is a sourdough expert, which I'm not, thank God, I love not being an expert. I love having something that I have to do that requires me to like use my intuition and like learn and, you know, and it never, it's never the same. Okay. So anyway, but here's the thing about sourdough because sourdough doesn't have yeast in it. Like, okay. So I don't know if you know this, but the the big thing about sourdough is that you don't add yeast to make your bread basically like, you know, bread, like to make it rise, to make it, you know, fluff up. Okay. So in when you're making sourdough, there's two things that determine the sourdough becoming like like nice bread that 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 feels fluffy, whatever the consistency one is, and that like you know bakes into a nice puffy loaf. Is first of all your sourdough starter that you have to like you know nurture and you have to take care of it and you have to make it nice and lively and bubbly. But here's the other part. Then you have to build the gluten by stretching the dough. Oh my God, this is the best analogy. You have to stretch the dough every 30 minutes in order to build the strength of the dough. And it takes hours, okay, to build the strength. And this is a phase of the baking, right? This is what's called the bulk fermentation phase, okay? And in that phase, you have to periodically stretch the dough And the result of stretching the dough is that it gets stronger. The gluten bonds get stronger. This is business, you guys. Every time you want to get stronger in a phase of your business, it requires you first to do a lot of stretching and then you get stronger. You do stretching and you get more confident. You do stretching and you get more solid. So that you can then go to the next phase and know that that stuff is in place and is there. If you jump in the sourdough baking process to shaping your dough into the shape of a loaf before you did enough stretching and building and strengthening of the dough, and then you go try to make it into a loaf shape and bake it, guess what? It's actually going to suck. It is going to be flat and dense, and it's also not going to hold its shape. It's just going to be not great, right? And that's if you jump the step, the phase. You don't have enough strength to go to the next phase. So that's what I want you to think about when when we're talking about here, okay? So in phase one, what are the things that you have to master? Well, one of those things is that you have to master not feeling uncomfortable selling your services, right? So in phase one, that's where you feel uncomfortable selling your services. In phase one, you might not really like social media. In phase one, you may not feel clarity on your niche. In phase one, you may not be certain what your process of transformation is yet. In phase one, you may be having some self-doubt that about what other people will, you know, will think, or you may not be feeling confident that you're an expert in your field. Uh, You may be questioning whether or not people want to work with you because maybe you have no clients yet. 
So you have to manage all the things that come along with all those thoughts. You might not like the feeling of having to put yourself out there. It might feel new to you and it might feel, you know, like uncomfortable. You might have to do things. You might have to talk to people and tell people what you do. And if you've never done that before, it might feel like not something that you're comfortable doing. Well, here's the thing. You can't go to phase two (laughs) of your business until those things, until you've figured those things out. Until you've practiced enough, until you've gotten more comfortable, until you've done the mindset work around those things, until you're like, you're, until you like feel, until you're like fine about posting on social media, if you know. And so, so in phase one, until you are doing the activities that, that create one-on-one clients and revenue for you, right? You can't move on. And a lot of those things have to do with your mindset. And your emotions around your business. If you, if you feel, if every little thing makes you question yourself, if you, um, can't handle, uh, someone saying no to working with you, um, if you, you know, if every little thing makes you nuts, you know, or, you know, like makes you question yourself, or if you, if, if, if every little thing in your business, like, you know, if every day in the life of your business you feel has, has ups and downs, like meaning you're, you've emotional ups and downs every single day, you're in phase one and you can't go to phase two until phase one feels more manageable, until it feels more solid, until it, until you're like, yep, I'm good. I know what I need to do to, to, to attract someone and to nurture them and to convert them into a client. Right. So all of those emotional things, all of those, those things that, that, that are beliefs that you may have to work on about showing up, all of that, that's phase one, man. Now you might conquer that stuff, get a robust business. And then you're like, I'm good. I don't want to grow. I don't, I don't need anything more than this. And like I said earlier, then the one thing you may have to do, right. And you've heard me say this before, a new level, new devil is you may have to do some mindset work to raise your investment, right? Because like, if you just want to hang out in building phase, you're like, I'm good. I like working with one-on-one clients. I don't need, I don't want any, I don't want to complicate shit. I don't want to have programs and courses and, and like, you don't have to do all that, right? I want to do it. You don't have to do it. So if you don't want to do it and you want to hang out with your one-on-one and, and whatever, then you might be like, well, then I guess the only option I have to increase my revenue would be to raise my investment and raising your investment usually takes some mindset work right? Very few people are like, oh, I'm just going to charge more. You know, I mean, sometimes it feels really easy to do that. Like when you've got a lot of validation and you're like, you know, and I think when you have a coach, I mean, I don't know, every time I've ever like done big things when it comes to like raising my investment or whatever, I, I always feel like I, I, I kind of like, I go with the support of my, my coaches don't tell me no, yes or no, or like how much or not. But if I'm like, okay, I'm going to step into this new thing. The first time you say a new investment to a new potential client, it feels like ass. (laughs) Okay. The first time you you say a new investment to someone, it literally makes you sick to your stomach. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, that's a thing. Um, Okay. So phase two in the growing phase, okay, that is when you are expanding in your business. So that might mean when you are ready to hire somebody, like you hire a virtual assistant or you hire someone to help you in your business. It might mean that you invest a little bit more in your business. Um, you know, that might be when you get a website. Maybe you didn't even get one in phase one. You know, you don't have to. Um, growing phase 
is where you might add onto your service suite, right? So you may now decide that you're ready to offer a course or a program, a group experience, right? And that you're, that becomes, oh, oh. So in phase one, in order to go to phase two, one of the things that I believe needs to be in place is that you feel solid in your system of transformation or in your signature system or your framework. Because when you are ready to grow, that's what you are growing. So your content and your, and your, um, and like your expertise is you've got such clarity on what that is from phase one that now in phase two, you take that and you expand it. You use what you've perfected. Phase one, you also get amazing at working with your clients. In phase one, you, you perfect giving people an exceptional experience of working with you from beginning to end, including how they do their paperwork and including, you know, how it feels to be to be um, served by you, right? All of that happens in phase one. And if you try to move to phase two before that, if you try to move to phase two before you feel amazing delivering your content, before you feel like clients are having an incredible experience, before you feel like you are, you have a, the foundational systems in place where people feel it's professional and they have a good experience when they come to you. If you try to grow and offer a group program without any of that, or you try to, you know, like bring in more clients or, 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 you know, diversify yourself by working with more people at once before you're confident that you can still give every one of those people an exceptional experience, you shouldn't go to phase two. And that's where I think a lot of coaches, just so you know, make a huge mistake, huge mistake, wanting to have a group program, wanting to, to, to go to the phase two growing phase without what I just said in phase one. Okay. In phase two, you've got to have a certain level of, of, of authority if you want to manage a group program. You have to have a certain confidence that your content has been vetted, that like you've been using it, that you've been, that you've been working with it. And now you're going to like, you're going to, it doesn't mean that like you're not experimenting. It doesn't mean that you're not maybe making some new content, but your, but your framework, your, your passionate offer, that, that thing that you are an expert in needs to feel clear and solid to you. And anything that you do in phase two and beyond needs to feel like an extension of that. Okay. And when you start bringing in other people, a VA or whatever to help you, you have to be able to articulate things to them. Right. So the growth phase is definitely like taking some stuff off your plate, being able to serve more people, increasing your revenue in that way. But you need to have those initial foundational things in place from your builder phase before you go to growth phase. This is the phase transition that most people do prematurely. And then when they go to the growth phase, if they can't get anyone into their group program, okay, or like they're not getting more clients or more results or whatever, right? If they don't have a solid phase one, then they feel lost rather than going, okay, I tried to launch a group, didn't really get anyone in it. At least I've got phase one. At least I know how to create one-on-one clients while I'm collecting data on the experiment and figuring out how I want to do things differently and launch again. Okay. And when I say group program, you can plug in anything in your business. What, what you know, I mean by that, 
right? Whatever that looks like for you to feel like you're like, you're, you're increasing your suite, you're, you're expanding your offerings, you're offering more stuff. Okay. It doesn't have to be to groups, but you know that I teach start with one offer, get people into it, get people to say yes to it before you start building out a whole bunch of other offers. So growth is where you have other offers. Okay. The mindset there is that your confidence level has gone up. You're, you're, you're confident that you know how to create clients. You just know that like now you have to learn something new in order to get new results. And you're okay with that. You need to be someone that feels okay with experimenting before you can go to phase two or beyond. Okay, phase three in the scaling phase, right? When you're firmly established in the growth phase, you've got offers that you now have people in. And if that's all you ever did, if you just left your business at that place and you were like, I have these offers and I know how to get people onto my yellow brick road and some people take this offer and some people take this offer and I know how to move them around between these offers and that feels good to me and I'm going to hang out here. I'm going to hang out here. I love this. This is my, this is a great business for me, right? But then let's say there's a party that's like, I want to scale more. Remember buying the country house? I don't literally mean making the money for the country house. I mean, literally scaling is like, is like putting something big and new in place that like, that, that is like another Oz. Okay. So for example, or, or just like a different, a different pathway, So for example, like for me, and you'll know about this, coming in the fall is going to be the Passionate and Prosperous Academy. That's going to be a big thing. That's going to be something that is brand new. It's going to be totally different than anything I've offered so far. One-on-one coaching, my group programs, some smaller programs. This is just going to be a different model. This is going to be something totally different. And it's going to be scaling because it's going to be opening the door for me to go to the next revenue phase in my business. And it's going to require all new systems. I'm probably going to have to hire more people, right? It's going to require for me to be able to manage my team differently. And it's really going to require for everything that's already, that I already have been perfecting for the first three and a half, four years in my business. That's why I'll be able to do it is because the stuff that I've been perfecting is so solid and tight that I'm not depending on the scale for my income. I'm hoping it's going to take me to the next level. But if it doesn't right away, that's going to be okay. But I need to be where I am now with like the, the level of confidence I have now and my ability to like to to problem solve and to try new things without like losing my mind and to go through the squeeze because the squeeze is going to be squeezier than it's ever been before. So how could I go through a squeezier squeeze? Right. If I didn't go through the squeezes that I've already gone through every time I up leveled, I just went through a big squeeze with this previous launch of out of overwhelm. It was the highest investment I ever charged for the program. I changed the time of day of the program for the first time because I had a belief or a story that no one would do it if it wasn't at night, which was completely untrue. Um, I did all kinds of new things. I squeezed the shit out of myself <laughs> to, in this growth, in this last period of growth. Okay. And so to me, scaling is now I have, I have created my growth of this, of this business. And now I'm going to be adding something that literally is different. Okay. And so my mindset has to be tight. It has to be on point. 
I have to be able to visualize myself having outcomes that I really don't know what they feel like. I really don't know. Okay? So that is what it means to change levels. I have to be so solid in the previous level so that I can step into this really risky, really unknown place, phase three. Phase three is where you really put in something new, like a membership or like you, you know, like a, a evergreen products that run on auto that you then invest money to have ads for and automated funnels. Okay. So for those of you who are like always thinking like, should I have that? Do I hope you now understand when you might have that. Phase three. So I'm hoping that you're, that you're feeling into what phase you're in so that you're not worried about the shit that comes in phase three. If you're in builder phase, if you're not a scaler, be a builder or be a grower and don't worry about it. Okay. And like it. Don't be thinking you're not in the right place. Be thinking I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to do what I have to do till I'm in flow, till I'm in my solid, integrated flow state. I'm going to be a flowing grower before I want to be a scaler. And then finally, generator is what I call when I said what your business becomes an ecosystem. That means that not only do you have all of this big shit in place, but you've got a team and, and you've got people working for you. So you literally can just show up as the talent or as the creator, right? I think a generator is also, okay, and I'm not saying that like that you can't do these things like before generator, but a generator is also someone who's making money by having things in place as their for their thought leadership that creates clients. So for example, my goal is to become a generator that this podcast becomes something that generates clients or people that want to come into my yellow brick road and want to do shit with me, right? Or that when I write my book this year, that my book becomes a way, it's part of the ecosystem, right? So in other words, the the generator phase is where is where you're not the one delivering the services necessarily, but you're delivering the services in the form of thought leadership that that attract people. Right. And I'm not saying you can't be beginning that you can write a book today. You can start a podcast today. But I think that like when when you get a robust phase of business that I call generator, where people might listen to your podcast and then without you decide that they want to come into a membership, they want to buy something from you. That to me is generator. Right. That's like a dream for me is that like I grow my passion and prosperous community that 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 you love the show, that you feel so inspired and that when I have something to offer you that feels like a perfect fit, that you're just going to be like, I want that. And you're just going to do it. You're just going to go to it. That's generator. OK, so. Woo passionate and prosperous, right? That's how I'm feeling um, when I share all this stuff with you. I get very, very excited. So those are the phases, you guys. And I hope that this helped you to, to kind of like see where you are, first of all, and that where you are is perfect. And that, and that every level of, the, of, of these business phases requires for your mindset and emotional management to to be up leveled and solid before you can go to the next because there's going to be new mindset there's going to be new stuff and if you don't have the foundation 
why would you want to go to another level and not be equipped to to manage it? Right? And that's not putting you down. It doesn't mean it has nothing to do with anything other than needing to have the experience and 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 see this as phases instead of seeing your whole business as one blob like a blobby outcome. I just want outcomes. I just want outcomes. I just want everything. I just want money and clients and courses and programs. And if you're operating that way, you have no you have no strategy. You have no structure. You have no way to get there that feels good. You just know that you have these big things and then you're just in an amorphous blob. You're in the amorphous business blob. Nobody wants to be in an amorphous business blob. That's when you know, when you're not feeling good, you're in an amorphous business blob, all right? But if you know that you're in a phase, not just a big blob, but that you're in a phase and that you know what to expect in that phase and that you know what you need to work on in that phase before you go to another phase, that should help you from feeling like you're just in like a blob of not knowing or a blob of not having the outcomes you want or a blob of not being where you want to be. And, you know, it's different for everyone how much time it takes to get from one phase to the next, right? It may take a year. It may take two years. I don't know. It may take faster, right? But you but you can't do it based on time. You can't go, oh, I gave a year to my business. I'm now a grower. Not true. <laughs> but if you go, I've been in this for a year and I see that I'm almost feeling solid. I almost have my levers in place. I almost know my yellow brick road system that works for me. Then you can, then that's much better than going, uh oh, it's a year. I better be in the next phase. I already invested a year in my business. It, I don't think that that's a smart way to do it. I think it's a much smarter thing to look at what I'm talking about and to, to see that making a big business is just about mastering each phase. And the mastering is structural. It's your offers. It's your, it's knowing your niche. It's your clarity. It's your messaging. It's, it's, it's as you add team and, and, and people and, and it's as you add more services, all of that, right? Structural combined with all of the mindset and emotion that has to go along with it. And in, and in the beginning, the thoughts that you're managing as a new entrepreneur, as a new coach, as a new, as a new practitioner, whatever you want to call yourself, right? And in new in business, those thoughts, they are, they are going to be there <laughs> until they're not. And the only way they're not, and they're never not going to be there, but the only way that they're not going to be the thoughts that are not like helping you grow is that you have to like, you got to just go through it and you've got to manage it and you've got to recognize that it needs management. So if that means that you need your own coach, then get your own freaking coach. And you know, I've said this, the whole idea of not investing in your business or yourself till it makes money is such backward bullshit. I can't even, all right. doesn't work that way. You'll just sit around waiting for the money. But instead, why don't you invest in yourself and your business so that you can get the the brain shit going faster? You can manage that stuff. And you can have somebody telling you, we all need a reflection. If I was just sitting around by myself with my thoughts and I didn't have my coach to be like, yeah, yep, mm mm-hmm, yep, 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 those are the thoughts. Like, if I didn't have that, I would probably be in a mental institution. 
So if you feel like you're going crazy, that could be one of the reasons. You need to have somebody. I mean, hopefully, uh, that's what I'm doing on the show. Hopefully listening to the show is the beginning of you knowing that you don't need to be in a mental institution. (laughs) But, you know, you may need a coach. You may need somebody. Right? All right. I'm wrapping it up. Um, That being said, here's some really exciting news, everybody. Um, It is right now about to be March 2022, and I have space for probably two new clients who would like to begin working with me in April or maybe even May. Um, So if that sounds exciting to you and you would like your own coach, because we just launched out of Overwhelm, so the group experience, that is that ship has sailed. But if you would like to work with moi as your coach, um, reach out to me. There's right now a space. I've got a few calls with people. I'm in conversation with people. But um, if if you think it might be you, reach out to me. Reach out to me anytime anyway, because who knows? Um, okay, that's it. Um, <clears throat> I would love to hear from you what phase you think you're in. So go ahead, find the socials, right? We we started the Instagram, Passion and Prosperous Instagram. Um, I'd love for you to comment on episodes there, like maybe like any thoughts you have. Um, and yeah, let's let's get a conversation going. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your whatever, whenever it is that you're listening to this day, night, month, year, um, morning, evening. Sleep well, have a great day, and I will be in your earphones next week. Bye. so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, make sure to click the follow or subscribe button on your platform of choice. And if that happens to be Apple, it's the little plus sign on the top right. You'll get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. And in case you didn't know, ratings and reviews are pretty key to helping me grow this show and reach more passionate and prosperous people. On Apple, stars are great, but a written review is like gold. And Spotify has been rolling out their rating system for the first time. So keep an eye out for when you have that feature and hit me up with some stars when you see it. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I'll be talking all about your words and experiences and why you might want to choose them carefully. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.